0: Hello and welcome to the Dr. Richard podcast a show about health well-being fitness and humanity I'm Dr. Richard Marks And today I'm excited to welcome Bella Padilla.
1: Hi! Hi, Dr. Churn, how are you?
0: Wonderful, thank you.
1: (laughs) So happy to be here. This is such a fancy studio.
0: Thank you. We try, we try. (laughs) So, Bella's an actress, director, writer, author and producer and some exciting new projects which we're going to talk about as well. Yes. So how are you today and what three things make you smile?
1: I think before that, we have to add that I'm also your patient like, yes, on the yes. list of my credentials. Very I'm important. A, I'm a Dr. <laughs> Richard fanatic. Um, no, um, three things that make me smile. You know, it's funny, since I moved to London, so obviously, like I, I'm sure your listeners wouldn't know this about me. I moved to London last year, so I've been trying to na- navigate my life here. And I've noticed it's now really the small things, as much of as a cliche that sounds it's really the little things now that make me smile so there's a particular pastry I love in Gale's so when I get that and I get a whiff when I open the bag oh, that which makes pastry me smile. okay I love two things I love the cinnamon swirl and um the olive sourdough
0: mm. so good they both sound amazing I might go after this <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to as well <laughs> it's
1: really really good so that definitely makes me smile um also I guess since the pandemic started I've noticed people have become more positive in Mm. in a certain sense. Like people are more aware and more mindful now. So when I read good news, when I read a good comment on my social media pages, that obviously also still makes me smile. And third, I guess when I discover new places here, that makes me happy.
0: And London's exciting city. It
1: is. Every time you leave the tube, it's always a new, different place. It it feels like you're in a different country altogether. How are
0: you enjoying it being here?
1: Um, I have to say winter is not my favorite season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Never is. <laughs> right? It's, it's
1: crazy cold. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've started making new friends. I'm starting to get my own routine. I have a gym I like going to now. Um, one thing also I noticed since I moved here is I get to write more. So I, I produced um, two new scripts since I got here. And I'm actually filming one of them this January in Switzerland. So I feel like I'm more creative when I'm here.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, I think it has a creative atmosphere. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much going on and yeah. there's so many it's so diverse. Yes. And that kind of pushes you.
1: Definitely. That that's true. I don't think I've been in a more diverse city. Like literally just in my building. Um, there are I'd say five to six doors. No one, none of us are are locals here in London. Everyone's like an expat or or a foreigner visiting. And everyone has such interesting stories. And, you know, when you get to talk to them, it really does inspire you to write or create something new. So it's exciting.
0: And I think it's, you know, London's not just an English city, it's a global city. It is,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah, true.
0: And so you were born in the Philippines, um, obviously. So what was life like growing up there?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely very different. So I was born in the Philippines, but in my early years, wow, I'm speaking like I'm eight years old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you've done a lot. You've done a lot in your life. I feel like I've lived so many lives in my
1: career No, but... um, no, when I was young, my dad had to travel a lot. So we we lived in Hong Kong for a while, in Malaysia for a while. So I got to see a lot of different places in and, and Bangkok for a bit. And my dad's actually been based in Bangkok now for the last 30 years. So I do try to visit him every summer except for the pandemic. But um, I feel like I've been exposed to so many cultures very early on in my life. I was also in a school where they had a foreigner's class. And since I had a British passport... I was always in the foreigners' class. So I had, I'd say, a majority of Korean classmates. I had Indian classmates. I had American classmates. Like, it was always so um, rich in culture. Um, so I guess that part is not too different from living here in London. I, I was exposed very early on to um, to different kinds of people and different walks of life. And obviously, I I started acting quite early. I started at 17 years old. Um, actually, 16 turning on 17, and um, like I said, I feel like I've lived so many lives because of all the characters I've played through the years. And yeah, I, I don't know if I'm explaining <laughs> the Philippines in a <laughs> no no, but in the this right explains way, but your life
0: as well. Yeah, I think know. it's more
1: um, my POV of of living in the Philippines. But okay. it is a beautiful country to visit, beautiful country to live in. It's it, funnily when I speak to foreigners and we talk about Asia and Asian countries, they always have. Uh, preconceived notion of maybe it's not too safe to travel in Southeast Asia alone or when you're a foreigner. But actually Philippines, I'd say the Philippines is one of the safest countries I would go to. I'm not sure if it's because I'm a local, but people are super helpful. Like we we are known worldwide for hospitality. So there's, there's a common um, expression in the Philippines where if you enter a Filipino's house and they're eating lunch, and even if their food is not enough for their family, they will serve a plate to you. Like everyone is so hospitable. So that's one of the things I miss, I guess about the Philippines, but definitely something you guys should check out and, and, I think that in itself is, is worth the the plane ticket. So, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, the, <laughs> and the people are really friendly and nice. Super either. friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely love to visit. You should. So you should. It's got to put that on my list. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you were discovered by a talent scout. So, yes. Um. How did that happen?
1: Where did this paper come from? And how did you know You've all of this? Thank
0: the producer, Mike. <laughs> how did you guys find this
1: out? <laughs> this is so random. I know. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> I originally actually wanted to be a journalist in the Philippines. So on my fourth year of high school, we had electives for each class and I was in the journalism class and we had a field trip. Um, in the broadcasting area of the biggest network in the Philippines. So we were there to really just observe and take notes because we had to write an essay about it after. And honestly, I didn't want to go on the field trip. I felt like it was a waste of time. Um, But I got scouted on that trip. Um, Someone approached and asked if I wanted to try acting. And I found that situation very absurd because i i was very shy as a kid i was shy growing up certainly not this talkative i was very quiet growing up and i felt like i had classmates who stood out more you know were more confident and more pretty um but yeah i was i was asked that day and i remember that was on valentine's day february 14 2007 and i gave them my mom's number because i was sure she would get mad if i gave my own cell phone number and they called her that evening and she said no because I was graduating high school in a month. So she's like, yeah, no, we can't interrupt her studies now. She's she's graduating very, very soon. And I was super disappointed because I did want to try something new. Um, and I graduated on March 31st and they called her back on April 1. And they said, okay, so she graduated yesterday, right? Can she start now? <laughs> and I, I feel like that, that, pretty much started my whole career. Like the rest is history from there. <laughs> and it's <laughs> interesting
0: yeah. how a moment can just, you know, change your life. Change your whole life.
1: I know. Um like like I always tell my friends, I might not have ever been a journalist. Like even if I did take the course, you know, what are the the odds of you ending up on TV and being a news anchor? Like the that's one of the things in the Philippines, so competition is so stiff. So You know, I could have studied, I could have done the best I could in my class, but that was no guarantee I would ever end up on TV as a news anchor. But now, as an actress I did get to try that experience a few times already um and I've tried being a doctor (laughs) a nurse a soldier a nun a few different different things um a lawyer yeah it's 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 funny where life takes you and you don't expect it
0: and and you did change your stage name a couple of times
1: I did um
0: why, why was that you know
1: okay um so the guy who discovered me that day in the network um there were two of them one was the son of the CEO of of the network and The other one is a guy named Jet Valle. So my real name is Krista Sullivan. And um, they were sure no one could pronounce my last name in the Philippines. Like it was too foreign. So they suggested why not use Jet's last name since he discovered you. So they turned me into Krista Valle, And um, that did work out, but it didn't feel like me. Like Mm -hmm. the name just didn't resonate with me. Um, and then I was switching networks. My uncle, I I have an uncle in the Philippines who's like an action star figure in the Philippines. Like he's an icon back home. And, um, he, funnily, I didn't tell him I was getting into acting. Like I didn't want any help from him or, I mean, not to be arrogant or anything, but I didn't want to get a free pass from him Mm. also because he had daughters who were starting out as well. Um, he had a TV show that I auditioned for, and he actually didn't know I was auditioning for it. And I got in, and the network wanted to sign me for a five-year contract. And that week, another actress whose name was Krista got into a huge scandal in the Philippines. Wow. So they said, okay, maybe not use Krista when we launch you, because it, it just has a negative rep right now. And (laughs) this is really stupid, but Twilight was coming out in the Philippines, Mm. um, the second Twilight film.
0: I love Twilight. (laughs) Right? I love
1: the books. Oh my God. I was such an emo child. So I listened to the soundtrack all day long. Now it's just funny when I hear it. Um, But yeah, they're like, we should use Bella since you're so pale. Like, and I had really dark hair at that time. So, like, let's use Bella and we'll ask your uncle if we could use his last name, which was Padilla. Because Padilla is, like, a showbiz name in the Philippines, right? Like, he made his mark, so it's easier for people to understand Bella Padilla than Krista Sullivan. So, that's how I got my name, Bella Padilla.
0: Oh, yeah. amazing. There you go, you see. And when and why did you relocate to the UK? We talked mm-hmm. a little bit about that. So, yeah. um, obviously... The majority of your career was in the Philippines, yeah. but then um, you came to London, for, mm-hmm. did you say a year ago? Or?
1: Yeah, I'd say like a year and a half ago mm-hmm. by now. Yeah, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's 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 a mix of things. I feel like I achieved everything I wanted to in my career in the Philippines. I've done all my dream roles. You know how when you're starting out, they ask you in, in press cons, like, what's your dream role? And every time my answer would change because I would be given the opportunity to play those dream roles. And I did the film festival route. I, I started doing more experimental films, more transcendental films. And um, I just felt like I, I reached the limit of what I wanted to do back home. Um, And so in essence, me continuing, just felt like I was getting older doing the same things. And obviously the shelf life of an actor is quite short, right? So, um, especially in the Philippines, um, actors really start when they're super young. I mean, me starting at 17 was already late. A lot of my peers started in their early teens. So I felt like I wanted to move to a country where actors can just do their thing at any age. And the UK is definitely one of those. And also, I was the first actress in the Philippines who just did all three, which was acting, writing and directing at the same time. So I feel like there's not much room yet for multi-hyphenates in the Philippines. I guess my management also was confused, you know, what to do with me and... As much as it sounds heroic to be the first of something or to be the pioneer of something, I also knew like that would mean I would do all the hard work. So I wanted to move to a country where it's common to be more than one thing. And yeah, I felt like the UK was the perfect place for that.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. You know, people here are writers, actors, yeah. directors, singers. You know, exactly. And they, they do more than one thing.
1: Yeah, like it's not weird if you're trying to be more than just one person persona and um, I think that's also quite entrenched in the culture in the Philippines, you know, it's you always have to know where your place is or what your place is. And so if um, if you're molded and if you're trained to be an actor, it's also a sign of gratitude, I guess in their eyes if you stay an actor, um, which I think is very constricting and very primitive a very primitive way of thinking. I feel like we all have the potential to be whoever we want to be at any given time. so, um, yeah, I guess the timing for me right now is just to be here in, in the UK.
0: Yeah, and I guess yeah. it's um about not being kind of pigeonholed and boxed. Exactly. In and exactly. being able to express your creativity as Red. well. Yeah, it's important. True,
1: (laughs) I mean, like you, dentist, podcaster, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) We do everything. (laughs) (laughs) We do everything we can while we're alive.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So, um, we like to talk about health and wellness and nutrition. Yes. So, um, how do you approach your health, wellness, and nutrition?
1: I've definitely gotten more conscious, I guess, over the last five years. Um, But it also comes with the job. You know, I feel like I've always had to be on crazy diets since I was 17 years old. I've always had to watch what I eat. And it came to a point where I got obsessive over it. I would really go for insane diets. I mean... um, yeah, I would really starve myself before a shoot. And that didn't make me feel good. That also wasn't conducive to me writing and, and creating because I always felt tired and fatigued. So I had to look for a balance. I, I also went through a phase where I was just so obsessed with working out. Like if I had an hour off of work, I would go to the gym, shower there and go back. Um, but yeah, I don't do that anymore. I feel like I, I listen to myself and my body more now. So I try to work out three to four times a week. Um I love the classes in One Rebel if you've tried it. The the boxing classes are so good. One one thing to check out here in London, um, I've also started running, which is new to me because my mom ingrained in my head that I was flat-footed. <laughs> so I'm actually not sure if I'm I'm that flat-footed that it's painful to run, but she put that in my head. I think it was more so I wouldn't run away from home and run around the village with friends. So she always just said, you're flat-footed and you have scoliosis, So, um, which I both don't have, by the
0: way. <laughs> and then you run to London. And then I ran
1: all the way to London. <laughs> Uh, she should listen to this podcast. No, <laughs> um, no I, I'm starting to learn. There's there's an app I downloaded, which is really funny. It's called Couch to 5K. Mm. So it basically like motivates you to get out of the couch and try to run 5K. Wow. So you, you the goal is to run 5K fully. I'm not there yet. I've done, I think, 3K so far, like Great. a full 3K run, but... 5 k is a dream. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Yeah. And it's interesting about the pressure that's put on people, you know, yeah. especially in your industry, yeah. with regards to diet and weight and yeah. you know, and as you said it can lead to those uh, damaging behaviors, but it's about kind of rebalancing.
1: Definitely. I love how everything is shifting now though. I mean, I feel like kids nowadays and teen- teenagers nowadays, they they have a better understanding of um of loving your body and body image um, or how you see yourself, I I feel like now we have more education about that and we're not so fixated on one body type. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, that was very different 10 years ago and 15 years ago. So, um, yeah, I feel like as times are changing, I am now slowly understanding that as well about myself. And here, I feel like here in the UK, the the pressure isn't that high. I think that's also a very, um, sadly, a very... Asian standard of beauty of women have to look a certain way. So so someone picks you and marries you, you know, like Mm. it's yeah, it's it's so deep in our in our traditions and in our personalities. So you automatically think I have to look a certain way and I have to be a certain weight, but yeah, I think that's changing.
0: And so. that's interesting because the Philippines lo- Filipinos love food, you know. We do,
1: we do. <laughs> we just talk
0: a little bit about yeah. Filipino with Bailey as well. Uh, right. <laughs> and like, Filipino food. Well, he's
1: lucky because, I mean, I think the pressure is lower for guys and yeah. also somehow guys just have are blessed with like better metabolism than women so i'm sure bailey no matter how he much cups of rice <laughs> exactly he can eat rice at 2 a.m and look like bailey may the next day so it's not the same yeah. for me
0: <laughs> but it's interesting like your foods cultures and now they're yeah. opening i noticed like you know <gasps> restaurants here you know can i give you a hundred percent okay i have a
1: few favorite ones um if you want to go Somewhere more fancy, like a fancy Filipino dining place here in the UK, I would go to Romulo's Cafe. Mm. It's in Kensington. Mm. They have a second restaurant that's more casual, Casa and Kin. Um, they have like really good Filipino barbecues, like if you're into chicken barbecues and stuff like that, and soup. They 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 have the best Filipino comfort food. If you're looking for a summer treat, there's a place I discovered in Chinatown called Mamasons. And they serve a traditional Filipino dessert that's like shaved ice with ice cream and lots of fun surprises inside. So that's called Halo Halo, which just means mix, mix, because you mix the whole cup. And um, yeah, that's in Chinatown. And one more place I found recently that's super fun is Ramo Ramen. Mm. It's a Filipino and Japanese fusion so it's ramen, but with a traditional Filipino um, soup basis.
0: Yeah, so that's really I think good that's too. in Soho, right? That in that's
1: it? in Soho, yes. Have you tried it?
0: I've walked past it. Not oh, yet. it's really good. <laughs> it's
1: really good. But yeah.
0: And I know also that they um, also eat that's purple sweet potato. Yes,
1: we call it ube.
0: Ube, ube. that's the one. That so I it's
1: think. like taro or, or yam. Like it, it has and you can same...
0: make anything out of it. Though. Pretty
1: much. We even have bread. So our, our traditional <laughs> breakfast bread is called pandesal. Um, which is a bit sweet. So we have that in Uber flavour as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uber ice cream. Uber everything.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true.
0: <laughs> so how do you build your brand?
1: Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it was never a conscious effort for me because I started my career when social media wasn't a thing yet. I I feel like I'm one of the last few actresses in the Philippines who tried filming on a movie set where the the recording wasn't digital. Like we actually you could hear the grinding of the reel right before you start moving, which is magical to experience, but yeah, we don't have that anymore now. So when I started 15 years ago, Facebook wasn't even big yet I feel like we were all posting on Friendster and MySpace and um, eventually that shifted so my approach was always I guess more natural like I sometimes too natural like I end up ranting on Twitter and I forget that there are people who follow you and actually listen to what you say Um, but somehow I think that's what my followers appreciate about my posts like they're they're very raw they're very real I don't stage it too much I don't like editing my photos too much because I mean you know they see me on tv they see me move um in my films it would be stupid if they saw that my face looked a certain way and then you know checked my instagram account and suddenly my face is so snatched and I look perfect it just doesn't make sense to me so I really try to lay off the editing and. And um, yeah, I try to keep it as natural as possible because that's what I want them to expect from me when they do meet me, you know, if, if they come across me somewhere, I don't want to have a persona on social media and they meet me and I'm super different. I feel like that might be a bit disappointing to them as well, because that's how I think of, of the people I love on Hollywood or, or the stars here. I always have an image of them in my head. And I guess I too would be a little bit shocked or disappointed if I met them in real life and they weren't what they're like on social media so i try to be careful about that
0: mm. and i yeah. think you have a like over seven million instagram followers
1: yeah you <laughs> <laughs> have to be I very know. responsible with what you
0: post <laughs> but it's good it's good that you're um posting natural and you know being yeah. your true authentic self yeah you know i think that's mm-hmm. a good it's a good thing and it's a good message
1: yeah true true i'm happy about that
0: and we were talking a little bit about these new products yes. you've got going on. So yes. um, let us know a little bit more about that.
1: Okay. I feel like you're going to be my first oh. ever. Um, <laughs> you're the first person who's hearing about well, this I'm aside excited. from our <laughs> team. So I'm excited about <laughs> this. Um, so, yeah, my boyfriend and I and, and three of our friends were in my eyes, experts in the NFT, crypto and film industries um, created a platform called Enroll, which is basically what you shout before pe- the actors start moving, right? So it's called Enroll and um, it's a platform for aspiring filmmakers and movie buffs. So during the pandemic, one thing I was asked to do a lot was to create NFTs and I felt like it was so self-serving because they just stick your face on on something and turn it into a cartoon, right? And I felt like i I didn't want people to consume me that way because they already are consuming me in in my films, in my TV shows, on my social media pages. I felt like I, I was already spreading myself too thin. So I constantly said no to the idea of, of owning NFTs. Um, just because also maybe back then I didn't see the point yet. Um, and then I met a friend here in the UK. His name is Robin Janoway. Um He's like one of the pioneers of NFTs here in the UK. He recently moved to Dubai because he's working also as a consultant there now for, for NFTs and for NFT projects. Um, and we were talking one day and I, I he asked me if anyone has offered me to do NFTs. And I said, yes. And I told him why I didn't want to do it. And he said, what if we do something with a utility where people can actually take something home uh, when they do buy your NFT? And we started coming up with ideas and so I wanted a platform that was interactive for people who don't get a step or a foot into the door in in the Philippine showbiz industry or anywhere in the world basically. So it's a platform where um, the first film we're featuring is the film I'm shooting in Switzerland in January. Um, And basically people who do buy the NFT get, get the right to vote for scenes. So it's very interactive. You get to choose what the characters will wear in particular scenes which locations they shoot in they get access to videos that will be created by myself and other people in the film to have like a master class on filmmaking and acting um where we will have Q&A sessions after and I guess the top tier people who will I mean the top tier NFTs and the people who will buy it we will actually fly to Switzerland so they can be on set with us so Um, There is something for everyone in our platform and the hope and the goal really is that if it works out in our Genesis project that we get to help filmmakers produce their own films after this. So we want this to be something that sustains itself so yeah,
0: and, and you've always road. been interested in as well independent film and um, yes you know yes, um,
1: definitely more, yeah.
0: more different films rather than just the...
1: especially during the pandemic because um in the philippine cinemas are still not open up to now they're slowly opening but i mean it's been three years and um people are shocked when i post like movie date nights with Norman when we when we watch films here. They're like, oh, you guys are so lucky. Do you have to wear masks in, in the cinemas? And I'm like, yeah, no, we don't anymore. Mm-hmm. And they still don't have that experience back home, which is sad because the Filipinos are huge moviegoers. So um, they had to resort to all kinds of streaming platforms back home. Um, only one big production company produced films during the pandemic. I was lucky to shoot two films with them. Um, during the pandemic. And those films are now on Netflix Asia. But um, yeah, it, it felt like the options for movies just became so little in the Philippines. So we're trying to help the industry also in a way with with our platform. And this isn't exclusively Filipino. We want to invite filmmakers from all over the world to join in. And, you know, if, if they... Don't know the next step of of creating their film. We're we're very happy to help and and guide them. So yeah,
0: and I think I I love movies as well, and I like um. You know, sometimes I'll like to watch a blockbuster and then yeah. I'll find something more...
1: Dark and exactly quiet. And... What more, is your favourite film? Real. More real, yeah.
0: I actually love, like, really classic films. I love okay. Breakfast at Tiffany's with Audrey oh, Hepburn. Love, yes. <laughs> because you can kind of immerse yourself in a yeah. world. Yeah, true. But I also love Gladiator with okay. Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two very different <laughs> very films. Different. I love it. I love, <laughs> I love that.
1: That's such a stark contrast. <laughs> I
0: know. It's so um, different.
1: My favorite classic is um, Somewhere in Time. Have you watched it? No. It's um, Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeves. My, wow. my second name is, is after the actress there. My mom was obsessed with it when she was wow. pregnant, so she I named need to me watch after it. It's really good, it's about time travel.
0: Really, wow. Yeah,
1: I'm obsessed about anything that has to do with time travel. So, like, I feel like Inception and Tenet, I could watch over and over and over again. Anything that does, Tenet's yeah, then it's crazy, right? It's and I feel like they say, you know, you have to watch it three times to understand it. I feel like you get more confused the more. <laughs> yeah, you watch
0: it's so confusing. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but I do love it. We, we, we were like, what is happening here? But I we love know. this film.
1: <laughs> it's beautiful, but yeah. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> uh,
0: so what do you what would you most like to be known for you know acting directing, filmmaking, or mm. as you said you you know is it something broad yeah I feel like
1: yeah, true I feel like i've I've um stop defining myself as one thing. Obviously of all three, my favorite um, hat to put on is still the acting hat. Like I feel like that's what I'm best at. I you could throw me in in a film set and I feel comfortable immediately. Actually I feel like film sets are my comfort zone. When I'm not filming that's when I get agitated and that's what I that's when I start feeling like, oh something's wrong. I'm not working. But yeah, when I'm on set you could this is so bad but we we don't have actors unions in the Philippines so up until the pandemic we would work non-stop like 24 hours a day 7 days a week literally Mm -hmm. Um, my record for, for my most number of days filming straight was 18 shooting days straight with no sleep I would literally take a nap in the car as we moved to the next locations but yeah, I probably wouldn't do that again now. <laughs> In my early 20s, that was an easy yes, but now not so much. But yeah, I think acting is still my favorite. Um, writing, I don't think of as a job. I feel like it's it's a creative outlet for me. Uh, when I'm feeling too much, whether it's too much happiness, too much sadness or too much emptiness, I go to writing and um directing i would say i'm still new at i've only done two films so far I, I just came back from south korea where i shot my second film and um i'm just excited to learn right now i'm, I'm trying to figure out my voice as a director it's not that clear yet and i also know i still have so much to learn um so yeah it's it's really a mix of everything
0: and it's interesting seeing the filmmaking process from three different lenses. You know,
1: definitely acting,
0: directing, writing yeah. the whole process. Super,
1: acting is such a singular thing. You know, you're only thinking of your character. Why you won't say this line and what you're going through. Because obviously, like you're you you are your own character's champion, right? So if other people on set don't understand your acting choices, it doesn't matter because you know it's it's your choice. That's that's how you see your character. But obviously, as a director, you have to understand everyone on set now. And um, the first two directing films, I, the f- first two films I directed, I was also the lead star in them. So I had to switch doing on and off, of <laughs> which was a little bit crazy. So <laughs> I'm not doing that this time in Switzerland. I, I want to direct. I want to focus on directing and direct my actors properly. Um, so yeah.
0: Amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would you see for yourself in the future in mm-hmm. your career and your life? <laughs> yeah. Huh.
1: Huh, huh, huh. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm not thinking too far ahead these days, but, I <laughs> but that's
0: a good thing as well.
1: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I used to be a um like a planning type of girl. Like I used to know what I wanted to do in 5 years. But yeah, I guess because of the relocation the new environment, I I'm certainly open now to, to I wouldn't even call it disappointments, but like redirections, because mm-hmm. there are things that I planned, you know, like I said, six months from arriving in London, I would find an agent and I didn't know it would be so hard to find an agent. It's so many things in the UK are very chicken and egg, you know, like, especially when I just came in and I was looking for a house, can't get a house without a bank account, can't get a bank account if you don't have a house. So there were so many situations like that when I came in. So now I allow myself these three directions and I give myself more space. But I definitely want to try acting here in the UK. I just need to meet one person in the film industry because so far I haven't <laughs> but if anyone out there is listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can find a to something
1: <laughs> No, but yeah, seriously, I, I I love consuming content as well. I think that is my favorite thing to do in the world. That's why I love my job so much because I am a fan of films. I am a fan of really good series that you know we we get everywhere now. So it's it's always such a big payoff for me when I end up being on a set I love. And um that environment you also can create for everyone. I think that's one of the things I'm proud of with the teams I'm working with. And with being a director now, we really set the tone for everyone. I, I don't like the idea of somebody on my set feeling scared or, or unsure of what they want to do. So um, I want to see what it's like here in the UK. Like I said, I, I shot a film in Seoul a few weeks ago and their work ethic is amazing. Like I, I am not surprised they're reaching the success they're reaching now as a country. I mean, their film industry and their music industry. But I want to see what it's like here. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you. Thank <laughs> Sorry, you. that was no, an overload no, of information. No, that's good. That's what we want. <laughs>
1: I feel like we need five um, episodes. <laughs>
0: we do. We're we ready season. for part two. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining me, Bella. Oh,
1: thank you for having me. I love talking to you. Good. Yeah, you're, you're always smiling.
0: <laughs> that That is my job as well. Yeah, and that true. is me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, thank you so much. And I think it's really interesting to hear your journey from where you started and, yeah. you know, just being discovered from not even planning that. Yeah. And yeah kind true. of going into acting and then now from... Uh, discovering more writing and directing and mm-hmm. moving new to a new country yeah, and true. um and also the new projects that you're you're starting so Mm -hmm. we're definitely excited to see these um new films and things when when are they coming out yeah
1: um the film i shot in korea is actually going to be released in amazon prime i think in february of 2023 i will update you on that yeah
0: exciting
1: if you'll have me on your show again i'll do a whole promo day (laughs) definitely we'll do
0: a part two (laughs) (laughs) amazing and um guys if you like today's show please rate and review wherever you get your podcast it's presented by me Dr. Richard Marks <laughs> for more about me I'm on at doctor underscore richard double underscore or visit my website www.drrichardlondon.com this is a Pod People production it was recorded at Spirit Spiritland Studios and the music is by Daily Music and we will see you next time